if anyone wants to yodel to get um, put down into history. <laughs> yeah. All right, welcome to the uh, second morning meditation here at Red Fur Flat. So um, we're going to just start the meditation, and then I, I wanted to show that um, Qigong or energy practice with trees. And then if you want, you can practice it uh, with it, with the different mm -hmm. trees. So, um, and uh, wherever you go, if you feel connected to trees and want to work with their energy, that might be one way. Uh, like I mentioned, pranic healing, there's a technique in the first book, it's called Miracles from, uh, of Pranic, no, Miracles Through Pranic Healing. Like, um, uh, if you're sick, you can work with trees, like, like let's say this tree. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, the example that Master Chokok Sui, who start, wrote that book, said is like, let's say a person has cancer. You can teach them, like you approach a tree, you ask if it will uh, heal you, and you just basically sit. Like, sit, like say, you could just sit your back against the tree. That won't be the practice we'll do. It's a little more active. And then you just stay there for about 15, 30 minutes. And it will, the tree has green prana and green prana in pranic healing, at least, is a very cleansing uh, a vibration. So it will um, take that diseased energy into itself and, and process it and then provide the person with um, hey. you know, clear energy. But um, hey, Lauren, uh, but it's not just a one time thing. You'd probably go back maybe uh, two or three times even uh, a week if you had something like cancer. Um, so you, the key point is you want to ask the tree the, if it will do that, because it knows it's, it can kind of read your field and, and it knows its field. And you want to choose healthy looking trees. So you wouldn't, um, you know, maybe not that tree, which just happened probably through a storm, mm -hmm. uh, had its um, top broken, although it's, it's the lower part probably might be healthy, but the other example, so that's healing with trees, is um, people can really get healed in the ocean. Uh, that's also in that book. And of course, people probably already work with salt water. But um, you just basically like go to the wading portion. And if you have a very serious illness, you just kind of put yourself up to maybe your waist. Uh, and then just the ocean water is very cleansing. It's both cosmic energy as well as that salt is very um, balancing from the earth element. And the thing about salt is it has the green vibration. Mm -hmm. If you study um, biogeometry, mm -hmm. yeah, green and negative green. So it will clear the field in that way. In Japan, they're now doing forest walking yeah. for all those That's who have psychological problems. And it seems they're very successful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to a place one time and I, I just happened to go to this place called the Mercy Food Center and I just came to visit it. And then I thought there was like 10 from around the world. Mm -hmm. They were given a visa and a forest bathing. Like oh, wow. Practitioners to bring people in the forest. Oh, wow. That's yeah. beautiful. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, there's a, the other thing is the theme here for this morning meditation will be the um, belly center. Yeah, so just a couple of points on that center, because there's kind of, what do I mean by the belly center? So I usually say four finger wisps below the navel, but um, what I'm really referring to when I say head, heart, and belly is not necessarily a single chakra per se, although like the one at the heart seems to be, you know, we know that as the heart chakra, 
But for example, the belly center is similar to the lower Dantian, if you study Chinese medicine or Qigong or the Hara. And it's basically fed by three of the major chakras there. So the navel chakra, the sacral or sex chakra, and then the root or the basic chakra. So the root chakra would be right at the, like the perineum. So those are like your lower chakra energies. And whenever you're working with the earth or your own etheric body, that's like your etheric battery. <clears throat> so if you have, or you know clients who are having any problems that they say they're not very grounded or some other things like they can't hold a job, they can't seem to survive on their own in the physical plane, then you want to look at their, those three chakras or that lower hara center. Mm -hmm. And like I was doing a little scanning, uh, after we did the breathing practice. So you could just ask, the simple question is, how energetic is that uh, lower Dantian? And whether you use your you know, sensitivity of your hands or just you get the intuitive hit or you use your third eye uh, or you do dowsing, uh, it should be you know, strong. Um, and then compared to the heart and the head, they should all be, you're going for like balance. You don't want any of those three centers to be really, really small or really, really big. Mm. And uh, we all have our very like strong chakra or ch strong one of those three. We also probably have one that's not as strong. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've um, kind of brought this question up in other, in other trainings. You might ask yourself throughout the day, like, which is my strongest of the three? And then like, which is the one like that I would need to do the most work on? Uh, and that might be helpful because then just based on that, you can, uh, one of the issues we've talked about a little bit is if we did all the practices we've learned, <laughs> you know, we'd be eating dinner and then we could do the second half of them. Uh, you know, there's just so many practices and they're all good, authentic practices, but we just don't have that much time. Uh, so you want to choose ones that, of course, you are working also to, if you just use that framework to balance those three centers. So if a person may, you know, be very focused, you know, that's, I said, this chakra could like control people just by like your voice. Um, that would be this developed head center. And they're very strong. Like usually you'll be saying like, yeah, if you give me a task, I can get it done. Or I could actually figure out the task and get it done. That's the get it done is they have a strong belly center. Uh, but you ask like, well, how, but you talk to their coworkers and they're, uh, they're not that great to work with. Sorry, I just making up, not really personal examples. Um, but um, uh, then the heart center, you know, it's like, I'm just going to do this. And if I step on some toes, no problem, then the heart center may not be as sensitive. So usually you will outsource that if you see a very dynamic environment where like the, the person at the head has that very strong vision and can like power through things but they may not be great at you know they have to let some people go or <clears throat> you know manage relationships they may or may not be so good with that so then usually the co-ceo or maybe it's like a person who's working the more emotional side is their heart center yeah. and then the goal is to of course um, have all those three in yourself Okay, so so we're going to work on the belly center. We did the heart center yesterday, and then obviously we'll probably go to the head at some uh, some point in this morning meditation. 
And then the last piece is the, the nature spirits here, or the spirits, yes, spirits of nature. You can ask them to help build your centers. You can also ask them to heal you. You probably have done that. Uh, and you can also even use a picture of a place. People may also do this, but let's say you just, you didn't come to Mount Shasta and someone showed you a picture of this. This is a technique that Masuchokuksui taught me. Actually, like, I don't know the reason why, but just told me personally. He said, uh, if you have a picture of nature that's real, a real place, just like put your, project yourself in there and then, you know, ask the spirits of that place, the nature spirits to heal you and just stay there like that for about five minutes. And then just imagine yourself coming back into your body. So we're basically going to do that here. Maybe not for healing. You can do it for healing. Like we're sort of doing that with the trees. But we're asking them actually to help build our field, our, our energy field. So all these centers, specifically here, just also as a technique, we're, when we get to the belly region, which we'll spend more time in, there may be a portion where I say, like, we're also uh, requesting the assistance of the spirits of nature here to help build our lower Dantian energy. Um, or just know that that's the intention when we're there. Okay. Anything anyone want to mention or ask? <coughs> Are you going to teach the thing about the trees? Yeah, after we do the meditation. Yeah, we'll do the meditation first. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we start the meditation? It'll be the pillar with more emphasis on the lower Dantian or the belly region. So we start by making an anchor to the earth. Just go to your belly region. And send your awareness to the center of the earth. Just say connect. Just thanking Mother Earth for her support. And bringing your awareness gently to the heart center. Just being thankful for all that life has brought us. And gently bringing your awareness to the center of the head. 
Just connecting with your I am presence. Then bringing your awareness to the top of the head. Then anywhere above your head in your individual pillar of light. Here, we're invoking the divine. <clears throat> the divine mother, the divine father, and all your guides and teachers. In particular, to help build our lower belly center. With divine power. and energy. And you may feel a frequency of energy or light coming down from above your head as a response 
now placing your awareness four finger widths below your navel. Just keeping your awareness here. And now gently asking or requesting the nature spirits in this land to help build our lower energy centers, our lower Dantian or Hara. And if there's any need of repair or healing in this part of our energy field, we also humbly request their assistance. And just gently continue to keep your awareness four finger widths below your navel.
and how you can gently thank the nature spirits for their healing and assistance in building the lower centers. And gently bringing your awareness back to the center of your head. Then to the, the top of your head. Then to the first transpersonal chakra above your head approximately 15 to 30 centimeters or six to 12 inches above your head. You can imagine it like a sun with rays of sun emitting out of your first transpersonal chakra. Before we close, we thank the Divine, Divine Father, Divine Mother, to all our spiritual guides and teachers, to the angels and the archangels and holy masters, to the spirits of nature, here in red fur flat. And to our higher self and holy guardian angel, we thank you. You can gently begin to allow your consciousness to return back into your physical body. moving your fingers and your toes. Coming completely back into your physical body. When you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes. 
and snap your fingers. Okay. So we're keeping it a little bit more focused with the meditation, you know, less uh, maybe less of the dwell time uh, or awareness time, but you can always extend those meditations. Everyone's getting the recordings, but if you have the pattern or you're inspired to do something similar, but in your own way, you can always spend, spend longer. Uh, the only thing is I wanted to include that energy practice with the trees. Yeah, and this is just like the perfect environment. Um, and everyone might intuitively find a way to communicate and work directly with the trees, the tree bathing, just to give an idea of one way to look at that. Like if you, you know how I was measuring the, the size of the energy intensity of the, the belly after our breathing practice for some of the people, you could ask the same thing, just ask for what's the um, aura of this tree. And like, it comes from my perception, it's already like radiating out to this line radius so if you walk so that's like just a, a big sea from that one tree of green prana so imagine like walking in that sea of all the other trees pranas overlapping and it would naturally um you know that would be one energy explanation for the benefit of being in this sort of energetic environment <clears throat> and why people like who might be depressed or uh, physically sick or spiritually need connection those things would naturally fall things would fall off very easily and then also the trees are conscious so they could assist that way so it's not just a uh, walking into an energy sea of green prana you're walking uh, also with the beings there anyways the practice would be i'll just i won't be able to get this on the video recording but um, let's say you wanted to work with this tree in this practice. It's best done standing. You could also do it seated. And it's basically a loop. It works with your pillar and the pillar of the tree and the energy system of the tree and you. So the gist of it is a loop. So it goes basically goes up the tree. And of course, you can go even higher. So it's like almost like a fountain out of the tree. Then that energy of the tree comes down into your pillar down through your field then it loops into the earth back up to let's say this tree and so you can do that like seven cycles you can in you can inhale if you want to coordinate your breath inhale through your nose imagining the energy or chi going all the way to the fountain of, of the tree the top of the tree and then exhale down as it comes into your crown chakra the uh, prana of the tree and through the loop and so like now my consciousness is sort of in the lower loop so then i'm inhaling and then imagine it come down exhaling inhaling exhaling inhaling exhaling and then eventually you can choose your number. If you want to work with nines, you could go nine, 18. That's very Taoist um, and as well as other lineages. You know, it could be seven, like the power of seven, which is biogeometry number for horizontal negative green. Or, or you just do it intuitively. Like you feel like you're filled and cleansed. And then it could be even three breaths. That would be enough uh, or more. 
And then you stop, you just stop, you put your awareness at your lower Dantian, which is that four finger wrist below the navel. You can put your, uh, you, can, you can sort of put your hands on top of your, um, that area. And then just stay there for like, just end there for about 10 seconds. So you're sort of accumulating the energy because this is your battery. So you're sort of any energy that's in your outer field, you're sort of just sort of condensing it. Uh, either you can have that intention or just keeping your awareness at your lower down 10 for about 10 seconds before you end. So let's say I did this and then I was like, okay, and then, oh, I gotta get to Angu. I'm just gonna like run off. That little 10 seconds of keeping your awareness at the lower down 10 is sort of stores the energy. So it's not just sort of in your field because if it's in your field, maybe 50% will just sort of get absorbed into the etheric field and 50% will stay in your body. So the way that some energy teachers uh, said, it's like collecting, it's like storing the, your money in your savings account when you do that last 10 seconds. That's a practice, any, any questions? Oh yeah, that was just a prop. <laughs> but but that, that, that you actually now that you brought up the question that 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 actually would help i mean if you could do that because you know I, well you know like with the tai chi and the mm -hmm. qigong you, you do use the hands so you could um and you do at, uh, direct the energy with your hands so if you were to use the hands one or two you kind of would just feel that with your intention you're directing the energy up and then you're bringing the energy down um the original exercise actually wasn't taught but that way, but if you were to do that, you could even go like this. When you're up here, which is a qigong move, you almost like feel like you're uh, sweeping the energy down, and that would assist the energy to clear from your field. So right now, the way I taught it, it's, it's your intention that's clearing your field as you go down. But here, it could even it'll be even more strong if you go like this, and like you're almost like pushing through your field. Any energies or stuck energies you don't want. <clears throat> when, you oh, do, yeah. when you do the practice do you always have a specific intention or could it just be for your higher good yeah your higher good or you know this this um coming down with the green prana there's the first it's very cleansing so it could be like clearing any energetic blockages disturbances because that green chi is a cleansing and then it's also energizing your field uh you could have that in mind or it will happen naturally by doing that intentional practice uh, the other thing I might have mentioned, or just to reemphasize, you want to approach and ask the tree if it will work with you first. And if, if people already can, you know, have their own channels of communication, you'll know yes or no. If that's kind of a new idea to talk to a tree, then uh, when you ask that question, if you feel good, that's a yes. If you somehow you feel uncomfortable, then that's probably a no. So you could just move on. There might be a reason they're, they're trying to recover themselves. Mm. <clears throat> And then uh, the other thing is uh, you put the tongue on the roof of your mouth. So it disconnects your front energy channel, conception vessel to the back energy channel. So we'll do one practice. Bree, do you want to um, uh, volunteer? Okay, here, stand, just stand anywhere there. Okay, so don't put your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Okay, so I'm just going to ask for the energy field of Bree. So it's already fairly big. Okay, so it's back, like it's back, uh, let's say it's back here. Probably her outer field, her outer aura. 
Now, uh, just lightly put your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Just let me know when you're there. Okay, so it's now it's, it's, it's actually expanding out to back there, at least in my perception. So just by putting your tongue like that, it's like a light switch for your pranic body. It really can expand it. So if you haven't ever heard of that, oh, thanks. That's okay. <laughs> no. uh, uh, weren't you the one who we scanned also? For the, okay. Um, if you, you may have, been, like a yoga teacher may have told you that, but not really said why, There's, or maybe it was like to collect your, so your saliva doesn't, like keep uh, so it's like um, collecting your mouth um, but the energetic reason uh, one of them is the connection between the front and back energy channel there's a break at your mouth now the one that's not spoken so much about is there's the break at your anus so if a teach if a teacher really gives you an additional uh, teaching is to lightly close the anus if you really want to be energized it's a, it's a little bit like winking. Yeah, so it's not a, a hard um, hold, like if you've done Mula Bandha uh, in yoga, where yeah, it's kind of a lock to like move energy up, but you lightly close. So you lightly uh, close this upper break, which is the mouth, you put the tongue on the roof of the mouth, and then you slightly close the anal, anal sphincter, um, and then you will be even more energy in your body. Okay, so when you're doing the practice, you can do the, either of those two locks in addition, at least the tongue lock you want to do. Okay. So um, any last questions on that? Okay, well, we're kind of ending. You can either do the practice here. We're kind of dispersing now just for time. So if you want to stay uh, and have time to do that, or you can do that at any other point in time. We're going to Glass Mountain today. Um, there ain't, there's not so there's more mountain than trees but there's some trees there but this is the great place to do the tree practice at some point can i take a picture oh yeah you want to take a picture do you want us together or no no or like, like in the this. circle okay oh that's nice can you send it to all of us then yeah i'll send it i saw it to send out the group photo did yeah. you send the photo of the yeah yeah it's in your email I didn't see you didn't get it? Me. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe I'll send it again. I mean, you sent something. I, I, it's under box. it's under contact evidence. That would be the the, the label of the um, no, email. Oh, okay. I'll send it again. I'll send it again to you. It could be in our spam filter. Yeah, spam filter. Thanks. Yeah. Could I ask a question about that? Oh, sure, sure. We're gonna we're gonna take a question from the online group. Yeah, go Thank ahead. You. I was just curious. Could you explain what the first one was and what the second one was? So the first one was a picture, and it looked like um, I'm new to this, so I don't really know the words to describe. But the top, the one picture looked like a bar, and then the second thing looked like some green lights flashing. What what were those? Oh, you mean the one that we sent out for the contact <laughs> evidence? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, basically, uh, so the question here was actually about the first contact evening. So the, that all that evidence was of this long train. It looked like a long train of lights that um, yeah. uh, that we've never really seen before. And the, the photo was a pic. Uh, the uh, JPEG was a photo of that. 
and then the video is basically a video of that dynamically moving it's kind of harder to find that particular uh segment where you can see that train of lights in the video okay so it's the same thing it's just one is a picture one is a video yeah exactly wow and so that's what you guys were so excited about from the first night's recording yeah that and and a lot of uh, there were a lot of power-ups and uh, so forth that evening it's quite quite uh, spectacular and so that was a power-up uh, that wasn't necessarily a power up, but it was some. It was very bright in the sky, some almost like something new, like something new that I haven't seen before. Wow! Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Oh, you shift the brightness. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Elaine was saying that when she um, kind of increased the brightness of her screen for the video that was sent out, she could see it more clearly. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, I wanted to thank everyone for uh, bringing down the great energies for the morning meditation. Maybe we'll close it formally here. And uh, just a little bit for the schedule. Um, if you're doing the Pangu, we'll start, we'll try to start more closer to, you know, uh, the scheduled time of 9 a.m. And then uh, 10 a.m. we meet uh, in the Majestic and people online, we'd, meet, we'd be meeting at 10 and go for three hours. And then, like I mentioned, I'll talk, talk more about the outing tonight, today, but it's a uh, glass mountain and it's actually about an hour and 15 minutes or so drive. It's a nice drive. It's in Modoc Forest. So it's usually a place that maybe, maybe, maybe not if you came, you know, you do more things closer to Shasta, but that's also very powerful. No, no, this is going to be more land, you know, kind of almost crystal based um, energy work as well as energy information or teachings, as well as being able to work with that, you know, that um, particular site. So yeah, no, not so much water today per se. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. <laughs> our rock guardian <laughs> no, no thank you yeah, that's right that's right they're probably like hey, don't, don't listen to the rangers <laughs> it it don't listen to the yeah it's sort of yeah okay yeah we'll see you soon Thanks. Thanks so Thank much. You. Thanks. Thanks.